0: How is Seattle, Brandon?
1: <gasps> it is really lovely. I'm going to move there. It seems Bye, like everyone. A nice time. Doesn't <laughs> there, it rain all the time, Were there tall though? trees? Lots of rain. Tall trees. No rain. It was sunny. Oh, wait. It poured for like five minutes <laughs> during the wedding. But then... Oh, my God. Oh, this, my God. You during think the it, ceremony? The, the, the worst possible no, no. moment
2: for it to rain during the weekend.
1: Yes. It was the only moment it rained. and But it was so was there like... The reception was outside. It was like during. Was it tented? There were tents that you could mm. go under for protection. Mm. But the rain stopped. Everyone was such a sport about the rain. And then once it stopped, out came a double rainbow. So. How many people, oh. you know, made reference? Oh, uh, everyone. Yeah. Double rainbow. Like, nice. do you,
2: like, Do you remember though? <laughs> do you remember though? Oh, they, you don't? Uh, I'll tell you. It's like, no, 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 I said I said it too. You don't have to explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is this video, you see. Oh, that reminds me of
0: the funniest tweet I've ever seen, which I saw the other day, which is when a straight white guy sees a coworker he hasn't seen yet that day. Oh, this is good. There he is. <laughs> it's so good. There he is. Every time I see this tweet, I giggle. I have a nice laugh to myself.
2: I Love laughter. I just love a, a private moment of joy mm-hmm. that is, you know, externalized of the body through a good ha. Given to you by you. Correct. Like
0: every time I watch the Kim video. (laughs) Do you guys have it memorized? Maybe if you had a fucking business that you were passionate about. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Keep going. Keep
0: going. Then you would know what it's like to run a fucking business, but you don't. <laughs> and then. So don't even. And then she like loses her train of thought a little bit.
2: I just like when it cuts to oh. Chloe. And, oh, oh see, fixing i fixing her hair at the end. And
1: the beat. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes, laughs> like yes. the commercial break music. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the video, Chloe fixing her hair at the end. My favorite is just when.
0: That you're passionate
1: about. <laughs> Well, I, what I like you about have the intonation
0: down, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's really per- spot on.
2: <laughs> what I like about the the sentence is that she basically it's a mirror of itself, mm-hmm. but passionately is mm. only featured in the first half and not the second half. Yeah, passionately and don't are the only words that differentiate mm. which part of the sentence <laughs> she's in. Otherwise, <laughs> it, it's just being like. Ben, maybe if you had a kitchen that you cooked in, then you might have a kitchen, but yep. you don't. Yes. Like, it's actually not it's a great. good point. Yes.
1: It's so good. Has anyone done the the new ASMR girl? No,
0: because I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Oh,
2: about her? Yeah. I think it's funny as shit. Oh, we don't like her? I don't know.
1: Turning her into content? Yeah, we talked it does about make this last me little... week.
2: But wait, isn't she trying to turn herself into content? Correct. Yes.
1: She's already doing it to herself. My
2: problem is when people are not coming at their internet video with the intent of, I want this to become flattened. Right. Fun, fun, <sighs> I
1: just like the one where it says, uh, gays drinking ice coffee, drinking mm. cold brew instead of eating food mm. all day. hmm <laughs> Me.
2: I just like when she smacks the side of the cam and her finger when she flicks it.
1: Is she just so smug? Mm-hmm.
2: I saw a really good one that Michael Benjamin posted and it was an intercut with A Quiet Place. The scene oh, where John, yeah. Where, where John Krasinski Kresins- is mm-hmm. being like, shh. Yep. She's like, shh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> clicking her can. No, when she clicks the can, that's when one of the monsters goes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'll have to and look this And as, then as the family's running away, <laughs> you can still hear her clicking the can.
0: It's <laughs> good shit. Speaking of Michael Benjamin... There was an Allison Janney for your consideration ad in one of the trades today, and I sent a picture of it to him because it was really funny. She was like on the floor growling, and he was like, "Will you send that to me?" And he gave me his address, and I don't think he thinks I am, but it's in the mail.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's already in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) You've got mail.
1: Yeah. You've got mail. That's right. Ring, ring. Hello. Snail mail.
2: (gasps) Should we talk about the snail mail album? No. I'll sit quiet I'll go <laughs> the music that I listen to from corner. start to finish
1: at least once a day I just liked I'm just being the ASMR <gasps> girl <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: she like her eyes roll back anyway I we know. could have used her on the Zama episode we could quite have quite frankly that would have been so good
1: um, I liked her tweet saying Nobody by Mitski is the only song she's ever heard I just love camaraderie in indie girl people singers
2: same <laughs> Big same.
1: Anyway, that's all I have to say. It's a great album.
2: So good. So good. <laughs> I'll save my commentary for the uh, snail mail episode. Nice. Oh. It's
1: gonna pivot to music, IML. Wow. Yeah,
2: I only want I only want to uh, have like a dedicated episode of talking about it because when it comes to talking about snail mail, I'm not into sometimes. I'm into all the time. Is that a lyric? It is. <laughs> Some fan I am. She's when I, when when Stammo said, "I'm not into sometimes." I felt that mm. Ben sitting quietly. Is it
0: Mark Marin who says he doesn't uh, like get lyrics? He's not a lyric guy, and I feel I'm the same
1: way. I'm not a lyric guy either. I don't I don't hear them unless I'm consciously listening for them, and I have to remind myself, "Oh, this is half the song. Listen mm-hmm. to the words." I dummy. The
2: first time I listen through an album, unless it's, you know unless it's, you know, Amy Mann or Father John Misty or, you know, a noted, like, singer-songwriter, like, a, a talented lyricist, and that's what they get written about. Pardon me. The first listen-through, I'm mostly just listening to. The melodies. The melodies. But the then melodies. I will go back. Wah show for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. As Snail Mel says, I mean, I probably shouldn't even. What? Say it. Head in the black water, let it seep into my brain. Wow. That's how I feel about the first listen. Just let it seep into my brain. Oh, God. All right. I need to listen to the lyrics harder. Mm-hmm.
1: The one lyric. Concentrate. Concentrate. I uh, I really mm. only hear the lyrics to Heatwave when I oh. listen. I need to. No. There's a... Anyway. Whatever.
2: Woke up in my clothes having dreamt of you. Oh, my God.
1: You are the world's biggest fan. I'm ever. such a fan. <laughs> what was the other one? I can't remember. This is a pointless point I'm cool. not making. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Oh, I'm not leaving. <laughs>
2: no, today, you, you and I are both followers.
1: Oh, we're all followers because of the way we wrote the E on our heads. That's right. Ben, can you talk about that?
0: Yes, there is this, there's a psychological test that. Oh. Sorry. Oh, it's
2: the Zombies episode. <laughs> crinkle, Sorry.
0: crinkle, crinkle. I'm
2: trying to fix my microphone.
0: Oh. Um, now I'm the shall girl. I? Shall, shall I
2: tell? <laughs> yeah. Ben sent us a text saying draw an e on your forehead and report back and then i did did. it like eight times i was like is something supposed to happen it like unlocks your third eye all (laughs) of a sudden i thought
1: i was like are we becoming witches you asked are we becoming witches i did it
2: in traffic so if my third eye had opened while i was driving i would have been like "Ah!" that would have been
1: amazing
0: (laughs) and if you well i should instruct all of our listeners to do it
2: and then tweet us what are you You do and then johnny and then reveal on the
0: your image. forehead do it now don't continue listening until you've done it <gasps> okay all
1: right give it a second lowercase e
0: i mean it doesn't
2: matter if you okay hold on okay if you are hearing this then we assume that you drew the e on your forehead that's right all right so if going. you
0: drew an e facing in as if you can read it if you're an any Nice. Then you are a natural born leader. And if you do it the way that empathy IMO does it, like an facing Audi. out so that someone facing you can read it, you do not you're not self-centered enough to raise you, up the capitalist ladder. You do
2: not exhibit true <laughs> leadership skills. Therefore, you are stuck in the bottom 99%. Mm-hmm. Hanging it out with us at the bottom of the ladder. Like, your productivity may rise, your wage will flatline and <laughs> yeah. stay the same,
0: honey. <laughs> I, I, I love
1: being in that life.
0: I am, like, I imagine Lady Gaga does it facing herself, type of thing. Correct. Correct. You know?
2: Yes. And, but any you know, successful capitalists in this world. Uh-huh. Mariah Carey does too. She yeah. and I share a birthday. You would think that on some oh. level. I think it has something to do with the
0: fact that we're gay, that we've internalized I was ex- being I was ex- inferior. I
2: was explaining uh, <laughs> gay shame to someone the other day. I don't think actually. Now that I'm starting to talk about it, I, I sort of don't want to. But it's fine. Just the, yeah. I, the just the idea that you are, um, I don't know, that you're constantly like looking over your shoulder whenever you do something. Like, and explaining yeah. to
0: people that it has nothing to do with feeling shame for being gay. No, no. It it's, is,
2: I was. I'm like, I'm 27 years old. I came out when I was 18. And mm-hmm. I've only had like over two thirds of my life. Mm-hmm. was me not being out and therefore that probably set the example mm-hmm. and it's going to take longer than nine years to dig mm-hmm. out right everyone read the velvet rage
1: <laughs> the end um. okay shut
3: up <laughs> <laughs>
0: hello this is movies i am out
1: hi um hey
0: we are here oh i guess well my name is ben empy we'll do the introduction I'm Daniel Crook. Brandon Kirby. No, I've, I've just totally derailed myself. We are here today to talk about the new Spike Lee movie,
2: Black Klansman. Um, mm. I didn't. I didn't get the memo about it, seeing a new Spike Lee movie. I I went to go see the new Spike Lee joint. I'm not co-opting the phrase (laughs) intentionally. It's, it's, I I understand the concern, but it is on the screen for every single one. It is. I think that, I think that's an instructive title.
0: I was just trying to use the vernacular that I use. Film. Cinema. Cinema. Because I, I really do hate the word film. So we can get into that. I hate the word Movie film. versus film. Yeah, I would never say I'm going to see a film.
2: Oh, no. It's no. so pretentious you know? for no reason. Uh, let, let me say it out loud to see if I've ever said it. Hey, where are you going? Oh, I'm just going to see a film. No, I've never said that. No. Nope.
1: No. You only say film in very specific circumstances. I, I used to say, to
2: say, oh, I'm just going to see a picture. I'm going to the movie house. I'm going yes. to the, t- the brand new talkie down on Broadway, <laughs> down on Main Street. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Um, I like the word cinema for the concept. I like the word movie for a specific one. And the word film is used only to describe literal celluloid. Thank you. Or,
2: or to be like the films of blank. Sure. I think if you're discussing filmography, film history, you're contextualizing something. Otherwise, the way I like it is, oh, are you going somewhere? Yeah. Oh, what are you up to? Oh, I'm just going to go catch a flick. And the magic. I also really. I also find I it interesting.
1: <laughs> I meant to say, and the magic of joint is that it's only for Spike Lee.
0: It's true. Right. When people use the verb "see" versus "watch" when talking about a movie, I think about this a lot. I only use "see" if it's in a the theater. I only use "watch" if it's at home. But that's I feel not like everyone does that. No, it's it's a cultural thing. Really, that's a white person thing. Really, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Well. I'm very white. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when I'm going over to my friend's house with a projector screen, I'll say, Oh, I'm going to see this movie. Going to see a película. pelicula? A pelicula. Una pelicula. De
0: Lucrezia Martel.
1: I was going to say that. Lucrezia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bad. Black
0: Klansmen. Here we are. Sorry. Thank you so for we that. Had a,
1: uh, boss Baby.
0: This mm. This really mm. should be the episode mm. where we just. Pause and lecture about our overarching feelings about film because that's what this movie does.
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. So
0: that's what that break it was. Everyone, that was planned, right? Right. (laughs) This is
2: all. Planned. No, I I was thinking on my drive over here, considering the films that we're discussing today, which I will let you say what the homework is for Black Klansmen. But I think that of the one... I mean, I watched three out of four because I'd already seen the fourth one, and I, I'll get into why I didn't finish it later. But my feelings on all of them... like I have very specific like emotional feelings about these films, but I, they also just give, give me a lot to chew on in terms of like what a movie can be, mm-hmm. how to put one together, how it's in conversation with film history... Not just when it comes to Black Klansmen and the D.W. Griffith of it all, but like Malcolm X in tradition with the biopic mm-hmm. is super fucking radical. And then obviously Bamboozle. Oh, actually, oh my God, zipping my lips. You're Sir doing ben. it. Yeah. So I was going to let you. No, 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 you no. Are, it's, a, it's not my week.
0: Um, First, I'm going to say what this movie's about. Tell us. Black Klansmen. Tell us. It tells the story of Ron. Stallworth, Stallworth, who is the first African American cop in Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado. Uh, it's a true story. What does it say? It's based on this some is a for, real shit. for real shit. So you'll for say real. that, but you won't well, see it because we've already established that it's yes. okay.
2: No, the film is based on some for real for real shit.
0: Yes, um, and he. Infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan local chapter and then befriended David Duke over the phone. Um, It's played by, who knows his name? John David Mm -hmm. Washington. Denzel Washington's son. And Adam Driver plays a Jew.
2: Named Flip.
0: Flip who plays the IRL white person to infiltrate the KKK. A Mm -hmm. colleague at work. Yes. A work friend. He's a work friend. Uh, What a great work friend. Soon to be Best Supporting Actor nominee. Do you think that's that's going to happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it will be. It's,
2: I'm sorry, it's way too early to say. I know that it is an absolutely. But I think it will, person. and I think it will well, be the
0: only acting nomination this movie. gets.
2: I think that's likely. I but I was talking about. This. I think we could get a surprise from. Um, I think you could see this movie getting a Best Picture nomination. I think that it is a surefire adapted screenplay nominee. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the acting nominations, those are I feel kind of hard to call. Ahead I think of time this early.
0: I I do think Adam Driver has a strong case. I think yeah. I think, I think, think he Adam Driver.
1: And I I think John David. Washington could sneak into best actor. I think it's too subtle an I mean, internal of a performance. It is very internal. Adam Driver is more immediately.
2: Well, only because Washington ends up on the phone and it's mm-hmm. not that he's really doing anything yes. less. In fact, I find That's on I the That's why I think phone, Adam
0: Driver has a better yes. shot. Yeah, yeah, in terms of like he's what the Academy
1: pays
2: yes. yes. attention to. Even though I think that. his best scenes are with ron mm-hmm. in in the police office sure. the police office the police station <laughs> the police office you know in the in the in the stuff. this
0: is actually just a long episode of the office as is revealed at the end michael scott is <laughs> in the back
2: my first job out of college was walking dogs for six months and i worked for a man named michael scott oh, oh fun he was sort of a goofy boss Nice. I mean I think this What is, is it with
0: straight people in the office? If I was a straight person, I would have been able to land that bit because they have every episode of the office memorized, every single straight person I've ever met. Thank you very oh, much. Yes. Get a new show.
2: In the office I like The American Office. I mean I didn't I watch, did too, I didn't watch but... it all the way, but I I love that show. But I don't I'll put it this way, I rewatched that show a bunch when I was in college and it was still on TV. Mm-hmm. To be rewatching those and you know, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. But all I do still is still watch be *The Soprano, so like, who am I to talk? Yeah, but like, yeah, then
0: yeah. people—you're still watching *The Office* before you go to bed.
1: A lot of people do that. Like,
2: oh my god! I, I will say that when I move on, I will move hear. On. I will hear. Move on.org. Do 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 coming out of my roommate's door late at night, and it's actually very soothing. That's nice. Just like you know, the lights are on. You know, I'm getting a Lacroix. I'm being judgmental. I'm getting a Delacroix, a Lime Lacroix. Yes, Mm. I love. I'm getting a Pierre Delacroix. In addition to Black Klansmen,
1: oh,
0: we also viewed.
2: We did not see
0: Spike Lee. Four other Spike Lee films: Do the Right Thing, Malcolm Mm. X, Mm -hmm. Bamboozled, and Chirac. Yes. Yes. Yes, and I tried very hard. To watch all of Spike Lee before Black Clansman came out. And I think I watched like 10. That's still a pretty good summer. He's, you just had like, your summer of Spike. He is just very prolific. He has it's, never He's slowed. never stopped. And it's... Uh,
1: I don't even want to get into this, but... what oh, oh, oh. Don't call it a comeback. The top? I've been here for years. The top review for this movie on Metacritic... Is it Pete? No. Well, no. If it was him, that'd be fine. I mean whatever.
2: Black Klansman knocked me for seventy five loops. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I, his
1: review's like fine, it's great. He gave four stars, he called it a masterpiece, good for him. He
2: also got a Spike Lee's Well no he actually didn't call it this, but in the T V ads it's Spike Lee's greatest movie. Yeah. Peter Travers. And even if, even if you don't say that, if you, you allow know, yourself to get clipped, yeah. like he, that, he, you're not trying hard you enough. You have to person. know he's what your
0: clippings
1: a, are going to mm-hmm.
0: be. He's a, great. he's a
2: quote whore.
1: Yes. He is a quote whore. I've told the story before, but he was the first to snag the best film of the decade for Social Network on mm-hmm. all those posters. One year into the decade. Yeah.
2: <laughs> one year into the decade. He okay. had to do it. I mean, he's not wrong, but one year into the decade.
1: Okay, so... I don't like this critic, so I shouldn't even be giving him... It. But Nick LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle... Sorry, it's the second review down, but this pull quote is so rude. Spike, Do it! Spike Lee is relevant again. He's necessary again.
2: He never went away. Well, look, I don't want to jump into our conversation of Black Clans by saying what people shouldn't be saying about it, but look, you, Mick is on the table. What I have been saying about this movie for a week now is how ludicrous it is for anyone to say oh this is a movie that 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 really reminds you how relevant these issues are mm-hmm. or oh my god it just jolts your system and reminds you that there is so much hate out there or like spike lee is relevant again this is like do the right thing is, has been relevant every single day since it came out. Malcolm X has been relevant every single day since. It, I'm sort of making two separate arguments now. But that that is a dumb quote because you're saying that movies only exist in the year they come out and that they don't bleed into the past, the yeah. present, and the future. And if you are the film critic for a major city's publication and you say some shit like that, you don't watch movies the right way. And that's a yeah. rude thing to say. But I'm sorry. Like movies do not exist in a vacuum. That Here's is something a, that annoyed that a me. Stupid, ludicrously dumb thing to say. On Fresh Air.
0: Justin Chang, I don't know if he was reading his review or if this is something he said off the cuff. I don't know how that works. But he said that this movie chronicles how the rise of black power coincided with the rise of white supremacy. <laughs> I don't think that's what Spike is saying. <laughs> I think that's I, I don't even know where to start. It's so bad. That oh some, no. That to suggest
2: the white that supremacy white supremacy got seventies. in the
0: 70s. In the 70s. <laughs>
2: I mean, it rose again. That was, I mean, that was the whole idea, yeah, though. It was a right. resurgence in the I plan. I have to but laugh, only because, guess. The, <laughs> only because the hate had never gone away. They were mm-hmm. looking, and the whole thing about David Duke in the film and in real life is that he's trying to put sort of a Wall Street. Or, this is the '70s. He's putting a nice. You know, suit and tie. He's getting rid of the grand dragon. He's making it the national. He's Director. taking it to Main Street. Exactly. He's mm. doing what he's doing what Ronald Reagan did when it comes to tricking people into what their Which Main Street the actually whistles. means. Yes. Turning it into a dog whistle. Actually, don't love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Actually, your neighbor is taking money that should be staying in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And if the, if your neighbor is a different color than you, then oh, don't even get me started. We're gonna cut. We're going to cut every, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God.
0: Yeah. One Another of, thing about uh-huh. all of the, the Spike Lee comeback thing, it's fair to say he hasn't captured the zeitgeist like this in quite some time. But that's not
2: how. Not for lack of trying.
0: And that's not what these people, like, when you read further into their reviews, that's not what they're saying. They are saying, he hasn't made a movie this good in 20 years. Which yeah, I f- which I fully just, just disagree with. I it. see,
2: I've been seeing, and again, I kind of want to pivot this in a second, because I don't just want to be speaking in opposition to people who aren't at the table. I'd rather be celebrating the film. Oh, I, wa- really I I
0: only want to talk shit about people.
2: Oh, okay, well then, that's, <laughs> I, then I will say my last piece of shit, and then I will move on. But the idea that Spike Lee has finally made a relevant movie again... Mm-hmm. I mean look at well, how ba- look at how bamboozled me- was treated in two thousand and that's right. one of the most prescient movies I've seen from the new millennium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like just we
1: talked about this a couple episodes ago, but just like Chirac, no one saw it, and that's extremely relevant. That was
2: part yeah, that was partly due to Amazon mm-hmm. not knowing how to do Because Amazon yeah. had just started their Stu- movie studio basically Shirak yeah. was a late breaker In the end of 2015 It came out mm-hmm. I think in December yeah. And I think we found out about it Two weeks before It was like an unfriended movie you know? I think that's right You didn't mm-hmm. even know it was coming out Yeah so Amazon
1: and, just sort of Accidentally bungled it
2: Well yeah Or was just fumbling their way To figuring out how to Platform something Yeah right But also it, it just sort of seemed It was it was sort of Chirac I think existed In this nebulous space Because it was like What is this an internet movie Is that like an ebook? Yeah but right. people didn't theaters. know how to treat it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Until it came out, of course. But and I mean, like, leading up to it, it, it it's did like. Land it, on... Did Spike Lee make a miniseries? Like right. <laughs> This is 2015. Shit, yeah. Seriously, three years ago. Yeah.
0: It was before Manchester, which, which was. was the following year. Which was. Which was. The, the big the Amazon. One. The Amazon. Now movie. let's
1: take Amazon seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just unfortunate that.
0: Um, Even though Ted Hope is tweeting some really cryptic things, and I feel like he's trying to exit. Are all the bubbles from gonna Amazon? Burst? I think so.
2: Netflix is gone. I mean, they were all. it's just bursting time Yeah, I think
0: we are just in bursting time for this wave of streaming tech
2: because it needed to burst there are so many more important things that a democratic house and hopefully eventually a democratic senate and a democratic white house can pass Mm -hmm. but if we have a majority in both houses and the white house for a stretch of years we obviously need to take care of immigration we need to take care of medicare for all but we need to break up this is actually not even the same monopolies (laughs) I would just not the stream monopolies. We need to break up, like the fact that Disney owns, you know, a third of the planet. Mm-hmm. We need to reinstall Glass Steagall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just blowing my mind the 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 lack of antitrust laws. Now in this that country. I
0: mean, now that Fox has fallen, that's how I will refer to it. Fox has fallen, and. Probably Sony will fall. Well,
1: I'm I'm dumb. Why did Fox fall? What happened? Because
0: Disney bought it. Oh right, Duh. There will be three major conglomerates in three years instead of
2: five. Is what I'm trying to say. And by the way, we right. we litigated all of this in the fifties. Mm-hmm. We've already done this, like vertical integration. Like we did this already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie Black Klansman. So, so what?
1: Where do we want to start? I want to... Well, In
0: 1915? <laughs> with...
1: Let's start with the D.W. Griffith of it all.
0: With the birth of a nation. Which I found a
2: nice blog today. Oh, gross. That
0: what? said... What? It oh, no. said... Just defended D.W. Griffith. I forget the, what the exact phrasing it, it's was. It's the
2: equivalent of the Civil War wasn't only fought because of yeah. slavery. It's much more nuanced than that. Or some slaves actually really got on with their masters. Mm-hmm. I was on the Google to...
0: Like get a like a definitive not definitive but just like a clear list of like things we credit D W Griffith with inventing to discuss this evening Mm -hmm. and I fell down this guy's he had so many blog posts from two thousand nine ish about D W Griffith's mastery of the form and
2: this one was it like brokenblossomsboy.blogspot.com it was something (laughs) very
0: similar I think and it was like you know. Before he made Birth of a Nation, he made many shorts that showed positive
2: depictions of. Oh, you sent that grab. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Of God. race, class, and gender. Mm-hmm. And then it I ended just- with
0: watch The Birth of a Nation on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no, thank you. At first when you said that, I thought maybe that Hulu had, in a very misguided attempt had sent out an email to the, all their users <laughs> saying, hey, did you catch Black Klansman this weekend? Currently streaming <laughs> oh, on Hulu. God. D.W. Griffith's The Birth of a Nation. Shut up. Someone did that? No, 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 no. I'm saying when Ben sent this picture of that blog, at first I was like, fuck. When I saw that it oh name God. dropped Hulu.com, yeah. I got scared that there was a bit of a corporate uh, You can tell the mistake. age of
0: the article because it refers to it as Hulu.com. And not, not yeah. Hulu.
1: Not just like, and out. Hulu. And out. Hulu. Would I like to think Hulu. Such lovely um, people. Hulu. Yeah. I just think it's, I mean, I'm just going to quote your letter. Let's talk about D.W. Graffax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: the Birth of a Nation is referred to as the first narrative feature film, or the first, the first of, epic of anyway. note. Yeah. It's also considered the first blockbuster. And it was in its time until *Gone with the Wind* came out. It was the highest-grossing feature film of all
2: time, generally accepted as the best film and the most film Mm -hmm. of all time. Mm -hmm. It invents cross-cutting. It it doesn't invent the close-up, but it it really big use of the close-up.
0: It was one of the first feature films that had like camera motion and different stories, and this epic melodrama tied into a historical event which became a staple of American film. Um, and my point is that Spike Lee uses all of this as the playground upon which Black Klansman is written and filmed. Mm-hmm. And there it was like, I was watching, for the first hour, it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it, but I was like, there has to be more than I, because I know Spike Lee to be such a smart person, that like there has to be more than I'm on, that I, and I was just like trying to find what is he getting at, and I couldn't figure it out until it was at some point there is a parallel editing scene. Yeah. Towards oh. the middle. Yep.
2: Oh, right. I mean, you're not talking about the big one.
0: No, there was was one before that. And I was like, oh, that's... And because there are all of these, like, camera swipes. And I was like, what is this about? Because that's also just not what I associate with him. It's just like, it seems like camera movement for the sake of camera movement. But I think he's just doing... D.W. Griffith, right? I, I think it's yeah. more than that.
2: I think I think that's ultimately the main dialectic example he's going back to. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the film is a pastiche in a lot of ways of both the, the D.W. Griffith, not just both, but the D.W. Griffith of it all, the police procedural. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that you the first time you see the the police office in black exploitation <laughs> movies. I know, of course, right. but I'll, I'll get yeah. to that in a second. But the first time you see the office of the police station and all of those desks, mm-hmm. like all, you know, the, all the cigarettes, all of the overhead fans, all of the beige, like all, all the, all the president's men of it all. Even though that's a, you know, that's obviously a journalism movie. Spike is setting his movie in a very familiar milieu mm-hmm. and is completely rewriting the rules of who are the heroes and villains in this, in, in who actually controls this space. Mm-hmm. And then of course, blaxploitation, um, which maybe we can get into a little bit more later or just as yeah. we go on. Um, and then, I mean, also, and then going back to the D.W. Griffith of it all, I think that Spike is making more individual cuts in scenes here than I'm used to seeing him make. And to mm. me, it's every single time he's cutting within a scene. It's obviously for some sort of, you know, some uh, not, by impact, I don't just mean like an exclamation point. I mean, he sort of jolts you with all these cuts. Um, like, even if it's like just two people are speaking at a desk, like on every single word, we're like cutting to a different mm-hmm. angle. Yeah. It's more of just like a big middle finger every single time yeah. to D.W. Griffith. Like, totally. Like, yeah just about the just that that you can complicate your scene by introducing cuts yeah
0: spike lee has always taken um what quite america has dominated and in this case and in the case of Malcolm max it is the american epic type of story and Let's say Black Klansmen did not open with footage of Gone with the Wind and then Birth of a Nation before we got to our story. If it just. And Alec Baldwin. That's right. If it just started with our story, it wouldn't be as firmly grounded in the narrative tradition that it is. And it's Soviet montage. He is juxtaposing images and creating correlation between them by saying, I am taking this thing that for a hundred years has sidelined African-American people, and I am telling you that if you put these things next to each other, that you can see how it has treated African-American people, and someone else take the reins Which now. is something
2: that he does extensively in Malcolm X when it, come, mm-hmm. when it comes to words and what connotations or different words means. He mm-hmm. would just break down to black and white that black uh, is the heart of darkness. Like black represents rot. Black represents evil. Whiteness represents purity. Pure is mm-hmm. the driven snow. Mm-hmm. You know, innocence. Um, and he's investigating. I know, Ben, that you... Oh, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. The, did, I, did I bolster you? Yes. Okay. There cool. is... Um, the thing that the the...
0: American epic such as Gun with the Wind has done for a hundred years is say that the white savior is 100% good and pure in every single regard even though we watch Scarlett O'Hara beat the shit out of her slaves um, she's still the hero of the movie and she's totally exonerated by the end and by putting it up against Black Klansman it it just puts her in a new light that I think we should all Think about Yeah And it gives us A complicated hero In
2: This movie It doesn't fully
1: So I mean so, so
2: much about Ron's arc in the movie Is if he is going to be called to arms or called Mm -hmm. to action, if he is going to own his identity and his own complicated position on the police force. Yes. That's pretty much what everybody in this movie is reckoning with. Like, Mm -hmm. do you stand up and say something? Do you put your life on the line? Because you recognize that your life is already on the line and that there are people who want to take it from you or who want to denigrate you. Do you keep your mouth shut? Do you blend in? Do you try and pass or do you Join the people on the front lines who are also under attack. Yep. Um, Which is why, you know, I'll I'll, actually, you know what? It's not my place to say anything about that, but I'll do respect to Boots Riley saying that uh, he doesn't really quite see the point in in celebrating this movie when it is essentially celebrating like a black cop. Yeah. And I think that the police. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. Yeah, And and, and I tweeted it. And I won't, you know, but I will, but what I will say about that is I think that that (laughs) context is a. Powder keg to begin with, and Spike Mm -hmm. Lee knows it. And that's a really interesting crucible to put this character in, in this very specific uh, narrative and context, how he, in this crucible, how he reacts to, you know, working alongside white supremacists Mm -hmm. and doing the right thing. Which is something that Mookie struggles with and do the right thing, when it comes Mm -hmm. to he's working for Sal, Mm -hmm. and yet he belongs to the Bed-Stuy community. That's
0: what a lot of Spike Lee movies are about. And I think... Boots Riley does make a totally valid point, totally right. Totally, yeah, absolutely. And but it's Spike Lee is making a different point, is yeah. and I think that it's also just as valid for the way that Spike Lee made movies for thirty
1: years. Right. Yeah. Because d- Ron I d- is, I mean, he's a complicated character, and like mm-hmm. that, the fact that he is a cop. I mean, he that's mm-hmm. that's why the the um, Patrice character. Yeah, yeah. she's a hardliner.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm not. Yes. But I think that I just think that it's it's what Ben is saying. It's not really what what Spike is even trying to do. The movie you can't look at the movie as a, like a, a triumph of police will and the the, the process of police work. Huh. Ron no. instigates this completely of his own volition and has two allies. And they sort of are running this job from the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're going
1: up against the, it's not the a direct, boss man,
2: and they're not even really doing it as cops. They're doing it as people who are personally victimized yeah. by the KKK. It, it, yeah, and it actually exactly. just starts out of like morbid curiosity. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. He just so he I just him. I don't I just don't see it. I see the police force more as again a crucible for Ron's identity issues yeah. um, and how he is going to fight the good fight. Not so much as cop Ron Stallworth takes care of this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it as he not that way. As he says, and as Angela Bassett says, that's my job. You know, it's it's like that's that's one. We never I, see him with...
0: or Adam Driver in uniform because they're detectives, yeah, right? They're undercover, and I think right. that's that's important. A very specific choice. I also yeah. think that
2: when Ron is uh, operating against the other officers on the force, he is pushing back again on issues of white supremacy and just of looking at black people as not people. Yeah. When he's working in the, the evidence room or whatever, and these cops are, you know, using, uh, invective to refer to all of these black guys who they have files on. Mm -hmm. And eventually he just won't put up with it anymore. So I just, I don't really quite, I don't ultimately don't see how that point tracks when it comes to Ron Stallworth is propping up. Yes. The evils of the police department. I think, It speaks to
0: something that I see through all of Spike Lee's work that is, I think, something that makes him the controversial figure that he is. And I won't say that it's the only reason because that goes against what the point is, which is all of his movies are about battling ideologies and he never chooses a side. And
2: he basically says, These, th- this is just the issue. Right. They're- well, let, let's clarify what you mean. Do you mean he doesn't take a side in terms of how his protagonist behaves? Yeah. Because and he, he doesn't, does clearly take sides in his work. When it comes to, for instance, in Black Klansmen, the KKK. He does
0: not take sides in strategy as much as he does in just all power to all the people. Right. But he doesn't really say any one way to get to that is mm-hmm. the right way. And I think that's, I mean, the end of Do the Right Thing is a Martin Luther King quote and followed a by a Malcolm X quote. X quote right. Back to back, and he just says, it's, yes, it's, sometimes violence is necessary, but it fucking sucks for everyone. And, yeah. but sometimes it is necessary, but it sucks. But, and you, they like, you can just keep going. Mm-hmm. That's,
2: I don't think that spike deals in absolutes. Yeah. 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 I, That's what it and is. And I think that putting those two quotes together is saying that both of them can be true, even though on their faces, they are diametrically opposed. Yeah. yeah. And I think and do the right thing gets you nowhere. Do and the that... right thing
0: is one of the 10 greatest American movies ever made because yes, absolutely. it let, it just shows beautifully how both of those things are true.
1: Yeah. And that runs through, I mean, from what I've All seen of, of, his, of his work, that complicated. It's just, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this. He's so
0: rich with
1: ideas. He's rich
0: with ideas. He's rich with
1: ideas. Um, Can we bring up the dance scene? Yes. Yes. Because totally. that the just, uh, the whole thing is just so electric. And that mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. my jaw dropped. And Daniel, what it, I forget what comes, because you mentioned something comes right
2: before it. Yeah, so... I forget yeah. what it is. So what happens is uh, Ron goes to, um, or I'll say Patrice gets pulled over by the police. Right. Um, is harassed, is felt up, a gun is pulled. And we go from there to the dance scene. And then there's a oh, joyous is that? That's what right celebration to. of community in that yes. moment. Yes, yes. And the way that the way that Spike Lee is able to put these two seemingly disparate emotional moments together and tie them into the same experience mm-hmm. is what... And, you know, this is a place where I cannot speak yeah. on behalf of anyone who is black. I've obviously, like... Spike Lee is himself has spoken on this. Though. Of course. I, no, this is what I'm saying. Like, I have obviously read what Spike has said. But interweaving that, that joy and that terror like the tears of laughter and the tears of joy together is so integral to the black american experience Mm -hmm. and as a filmmaker when your job is to take these bring these things to life in a visual medium i think that spike doesn't just do it in his uh building of images which are pristine the way that he shoots the um the the scene with the with the police pulling them over in the car and then the folks dancing are completely different visual strategies Mm -hmm. um but he manages to tie them into the exact same experience in a way that is intoxicating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And it then just, that scene ends very abruptly and we're back in the police station. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Ugh. That reminds me the... And then before that is the Kwame Tore scene, which yeah. we should talk about at
0: some point. That is what I'm going to no, right, right now. Yeah, oh was, my gosh, the is, faces. The, face yeah, the faces, is faces fading in and out mm-hmm. during the Kwame that Ture scene. speech. God. And I don't know if...
2: It's, I have to say, those people aren't even in the room, but he is speaking to a country. Yeah. I don't
0: know if I've ever, like, seen, evoked the feeling of watching a great political orator in ever, ever.
2: Yeah. That's what I mean. The fact that these, these you know, these um, uh, these isolated faces all coming together. Mm-hmm. For a second, I, I mean, I really didn't know if that was even someone in the room or if it's someone living in Kansas and someone right. living in Harlem and someone living in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, that's the power of great political oratory when you're, especially when you're speaking at all power to all the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's just. There's...
0: I think that's the first like <sighs> really magical moment in this movie. Yeah, that, that's that's I mean, when it's I, just I was just so like, oh fuck. Formally inventive. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and yet very simple. It reminds mm-hmm. me of. I mean, I don't know if it is a D.W. Griffith invention, but it reminds me of Iris's made me wonder uh, about that silent too. film and like that. That blur around this. Yeah, and it will just be black, and then the one thing you're supposed to pay attention to is highlighted in a small circle. Right, right. And Mm -hmm. it reminded me of that. I'm sure that is what it is. Yeah. And it's just, and they just fade in and out of each other, these looks of pure awe. Yeah. I wish I could remember the the
2: actor's name, but the guy who plays Dr. Dre and straight out of Compton, who plays Kwame Mm Turei, is fantastic. Yeah. Do you have it pulled up, Brandon? I'm looking. Give it to us. Corey Hawkins. Corey Hawkins. Um, star of Kong Skull Island. Oh really? Nice. I didn't see that.: Yes, I
0: never saw
2: it.: Nice. As is EZE. Jason mm. Mitchell. Nice best, Jason my, Mitchell. my best supporting actor nominator nominator nominator, nominator. nominator. Who nominated you? Oh my God. Jason Gosh. Mitchell nominated me. Oh nice. I was actually originally cast in the uh, Garrett Hedlund Roland Bud oh. bound. We were supposed to star in the film together. Nice. Goodbye, and in return, I nominated him.
1: Oh, nice. That is really nice. It's, a kind of you. it's just, you it's know, so kind of sort of you. reciprocal. What Kindness do I thing. know Laura Harrier from? I'm going to look it up. What does she play? She is Patrice. And she oh. She's so good. Oh, it might be Spider Man.
0: Oh, yeah. that's I've heard people talk about her in that context.
1: Oh my gosh, she's so good in this um, one. Let's, um, let's talk about. Yes, let's what? Tell me.
2: The white people. <laughs> The ingenuity of white women. Oh God! I will just say first of all, and I say this, and I and I say this knowing that I have family members, white family members, with this name. But of course, her name is Connie. Of course, her name is <laughs> oh, Connie. Oh God! Who's the actress
1: name. who plays her? Uh, she's so good. So I will. She's uh, so good. I'll, 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 One day you're gonna need me.
2: Also, I'll say this: I, something that I find really striking about Black Klansmen is the ways in which Spike Lee uh, recontextualizes scenes of you know, homespun apple pie Americana and not even in like a David Lynch shows you the bugs in the front yard kind of way, but Mm -hmm. just very uh, bluntly, blatantly and provocatively switches up the context in a way. And I will use that for example, her and her husband who is in the KKK, they're in bed together. and It's a a classic scene of domestic violence of man and wife telling each other their hope streams, what they love about each other. But they are talking about the extermination of the black race. Yeah. It's and like it's what we've
0: been talking about for so long and now we're finally going like the to way be. smiling he does and that. chuckling
2: together and like rubbing each other's hair. Mm-hmm. It's but like what you've been talking is, about so, you know you've yeah. been talking about committing murder for as long as I've known mm-hmm. you. And you, you are baby, you are so close to reaching that.
0: It reminds me so of genius. Paul Ryan talking about we used to talk about taking money away from poor people. In, at keggers in, yeah. in undergrad. Yes. I mean, those are not the uh-huh. words he no, used. No, no, that's a good point. But, but he right. does say, we've been talking about tax reform since we were 20 at the kegger. Yeah. God, Same. I fucking hate him.
2: Fuck those poor people. Mm-hmm. Food stamps, what? Yeah. This is Reagan years, so it's like welfare queens. Mm-hmm. So the actress who plays
1: <sighs> Connie is Ashley Atkinson, and she, uh, Spike Lee has directed her before. In... Inside Man. Oh. oh, how fun! What a fun
2: detail! What a good genre flick.
0: I started watching that the other night, but I was really drunk, so I, I watched 15 minutes and I went to bed. <laughs> nice. Good night. Thank you. Uh, That's like me
2: with mm. the first five minutes of the Succession pilot last night.
0: Nice. So I wonder if she was in the bank robbery, like if she's just one of the people in the bank.
1: She plays mobile command officer. Oh no, something. she's a person. She's a she's a worker. She's. She's, God, she, she's... working. Yeah, her credits are insane. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just got oh. entranced. <laughs> her credits. No, she's great. But this, she was in another gay sequel,
2: Gays Gone Wild. <gasps> anyway. She seems like she would be a fan. Or, or, or that we would be fans of hers. I mean, yes. actually, there's a reason that we jumped into she this. It reminds me of the, the hell of high water waitress. Oh, she's amazing. That I'm just like... Oh, yes. That scene... From Beast and Down?
0: I haven't seen that, so I don't know.
2: You've watched that, didn't you? No. I think, yeah. The but when th- she was
0: like, you're gonna need me at some point, I went. And my mind went immediately to the waitress in hell or high water being like, yeah. I'm not giving you that money back. Like, <laughs> so I need it. Uh, I
2: think that's the woman from Eastbound and Down. She, she's in one of those scenes anyway. But the... Go ahead. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, one other... Do you remember the scene? It's
1: toward the very end. It actually is. It's the last scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is when... Patrice and Ron hear the the ruckus outside, and mm-hmm. it's the cross burning. And then there's that shot of them the conveyor
2: belt shot. The conveyor
1: oh, belt shot. it's so good. Which which is, which is that? And like you Malcolm guys mentioned.
2: And, oh yeah. yeah.
1: But that feels it feels very black exploitation. No. no, I haven't seen. Any no, that's just that's a spike move. That's just a spike that, move.
2: Well, I mean the the image of like the the black man and woman together taking on the world, guns drawn. Yeah, and, uh, Them against the world because they were having that conversation that's, along that's, the river. That's that's totally black exploitation. Yeah, but, but that conveyor belt itself—that's Spike shot. Yeah, that's like Dolly Revert, You know, it's like Dolly zoom for Spielberg. So fucking good. Or I mean, good. for Hitchcock, obviously. I'm sorry. Yikes. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm like I'm like you're kind, kind of tired of today. It's summer. Um, it's Jaws. That's there. like Spike's yeah. innovation. Yeah. It's one of the most
0: chilling moments that I've ever
2: seen that we go from full stop. Yeah, I agree. And I I, it makes me think about um, (laughs) um, and I'm sure that Spike Lee would be thrilled that this is where I'm going with this and I mean it. But I think about Django Unchained Mm. and how the clan is also viewed as a joke in that movie. But the actual like everybody on horses together in their hoods um, is is kind of played for comic effect and mm-hmm. much of the KKK in this film I mean they're played as bumbling doofuses it, it's the whole you know the whole thing about um, conspiracy theories in America there are no conspiracy theories because that would take smart people to pull them off it's mostly idiots you yeah. know like these guys but there's nothing funny about the way that Spike Lee films the the cross burning no. you know whereas right. in Django Unchained like the idea of like leading up to a lynching is something that is still sort of played for mm-hmm. even maybe just serial comic effect. Yeah. But that Spike knows to withhold the actual actions of this group that yeah. he is poking fun at throughout the thing. But once you get down to the and dirty the rituals it, it, I mean, are just chilling anyway. Yeah,
0: And like those are also serious is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. It's just like yeah. there is, he knows the time and place. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I
2: mean. It, it, but... It, Obviously, throughout the movie, the the cross burning keeps getting um, broken up uh-huh. by the cops, so there can't be a cross burning. But uh-huh. I think that that is not maybe that is just how it actually happened. But it is this, um, it is leading up to the actual, yeah. Just I mean, just like the the ritualistic evil of what they're doing, and, yeah. and that to to play that in a comic register, which the Coen Brothers do, in O brother, where art thou, um, yeah. is. It's just a it's it's a wise of spike to play mm-hmm. that straight. And it's yeah. very, very chilling is a good word for it. Yeah. I, was, I I got very upset. And then going from there to the Charlottesville footage, I mean I it was is just I was shaking.
0: I read um It rips Amy you Amy Talbin wrote for Film Comment her like can coverage and it was just there were three moments this can where my life was changed by film and it is this moment in Burning, it's this moment in the Jean Luc Godard, and it's the ending of Black Klansmen, mm-hmm. and that was just that was the whole she article. She got
2: so upset on the film. Comment I podcast. remember that was
0: so good when mm-hmm. she just called what's his face a racist yeah. because he didn't like it.
2: Yeah. Yes,
0: my yes. queen.
1: <laughs> I died. It's um, yeah, and I love that. That's
2: the final. Image before we get to the other, the the haunting Mm. real life footage. I also think that, um, (laughs) going back to the cross burning and going back to the ways that the spaces that the KKK is operating inside of, it is quite literally, um, a behind closed doors and out in the open juxtaposition Mm -hmm. where we know that hateful shit is getting talked about in people's living rooms all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that this movie reminds you that it, 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 that invective is not quite as electric and, 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 Despite is so much more commonplace than you might think. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, everyone in that room is filled with hate, but they're not all at the dais every time they're speaking. They are right. speaking with a disturbing amount of banality with this hate speech. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that we, you know, we're hanging out in behind closed doors spaces for the whole film, and then once we actually see what this looks like out in the open, that's when you know the whole thing is that like you can get used to hearing things. Yeah, you know, you can when you when you're just listening to people shooting the shit about ideology, I mean, I even calling that ideology seems to be giving it too much, you know, credit. But uh just all, all I'm getting at it is that so much of the movie takes place in the potential energy of the yeah. KKK. Um and yeah. like I'm that I, which
0: bedroom is, scene is such a good example of just like normalizing the, the language. Yeah. And because their their tone is just so wistful mm-hmm. but the slurs are all over the place in yeah. that scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And,
2: and I should—I I, kind of want to say, because I've been saying hate speech, and now we're saying hate speech and slurs. It, You know, it goes beyond the language itself. This right. is actually, like, hate deep in these people's mm-hmm. hearts. But, um, and that's, another thing I love so much about that bedroom scene is that um, the slurs don't sound like slurs. I mean, like, they do if you have ears. But, like, the way that they're saying them, they're saying it like they're Their are tone. Talk- yeah. Like, this is just the, the evil world that they're operating in. Yeah. And I don't think that Spike is, you know, by doing this, like damning the whole concept of America in the first place. But he he is saying that, you know, racism and violent intent against other races is a facet of the American experience that is right next to apple pie. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the idea of the middle class. Yeah. Because so much of when we talk about. He's not only
0: saying that this is as American as apple pie. He's also saying that movies about these people are as american as apple pie right um which i think is a very specific distinction he's trying to make and i think it's absolutely radical that this movie is being released by one of the major studios it's focus which is owned by universal and i can't believe that that's the case i truly cannot believe that that's the case And when they got the rights to this project, they cannot have thought that this is the movie that they were getting. Even when they hired Spike Lee, mm -hmm. because they hired Jordan Peele first, and Jordan was like, "Spike Lee has to do this."
2: Yeah, I I do think because Spike is playing with a more conventional mode of filmmaking, by which I mean that he is operating in these milieus that are tend to be dominated by that are tended that tend to be dominated by white people and that uh, white people hold the power in these scenes, in these power and di- these uh, relationship dynamics. Um, it's sort of a, it's not a Trojan horse, but it takes place in in a world. It's a seventies period piece. There's fun costumes. There's fun sets. It's a cops and robbers movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. This is a very palatable genre and yeah. archetype for the public. So I think it's, it's it'd be weird to call it like quietly subversive, because it's such a it's it's so um it it just keeps everything that it's saying at a hundred. But i I think in theory this movie is a harder sell than it actually is showing it to people. I agree. Like it's, And by yeah, people it's, I mean it's, mainstream it's, people, By which I mean
0: white people. It's opening wide. It's not being platformed really. Yeah. It's playing in the malls right now. In America, mm-hmm. and it's selling out because white people want to feel like they're
2: absolved, right? But also, but also because all their audiences of color want to see the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just because white no, people I know. are showing up. But right? I have
0: seen—I've just seen so many like ultimately white people on social media being like, "Here we are,"
2: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> the because the Black Klansmen. <laughs> the movie
1: is packaged. I don't, maybe this is the right thing to say But like packaged very conventionally Like it's It's a cop movie It's a cop movie But yeah. then In the first Ten minutes When Alec Baldwin Is barking as this Like bigot You're like Oh this is This is Spike Lee yep. Cause it's very experimental yeah. At the top Oh, which I, shout like, out I to love the girl.
2: all the projections, just straight oh, on his face, and the different colors, and, and the when cuts it's re- there, right? And but just all the tonal shifts in that scene because there's sort of like, for lack of a better way of saying it, the Tourette's of it all is very funny when he's missing his lines. Yeah, and like, but w- while he is barking out these hateful things, um, which is just kind of, uh, it's just kind of a funny concept, and you sort of see what Spike Lee is getting at. where I like, this it. guy, this guy can't even get straight. Can't even get his hate straight. <laughs> yeah, um, but once at some point I believe he's has like projected red on him and I be, and you get to pay a little bit more attention to what he's saying yeah. and it's very chilling and, yeah mm-hmm. um, and then it's not quite as funny and I, and I think there's plenty of moments throughout this film that as a white person I'm like oh my god this is just so Ott like this is like this is like so extra yeah like and oh is he like trying to pull out some of the humor by exposing the just the lunacy and the uh, ridiculousness of some of these words mm-hmm. put together and like yeah maybe sure. But then it's generally chased <laughs> with 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 a bit of a like an ice bath. Yeah. That that these words have consequences mm-hmm. and that they are more than just you know, they're dumb people, so their yeah. words are dumb. And their hate is dumb too, of course. But that their, con- their their convictions are far scarier yeah. than the inept ways that they're expressing them. Yeah. There's yeah. the I the fat guy from my Yeah. That's
0: right. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. From oh, my Tanya, right? he's yeah. the guy the murderer. He's mm-hmm. not, not whatever you want to call him. The yeah. hitman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he, like, I could tell the laughter around him was not just like, there was like something uncomfortable about laughing at him, almost like people thinking this is too heavy handed. You know what I mean? And I don't think it is. And I think it's intentional because yeah back to the dw griffith of it all it is the way that black people are portrayed in the birth of a nation is with the same over-the-top caricature villainy that this man specifically is portrayed in this movie and i just think it's it's funny to i saw it in a room of white people um at my place of employment and the the laughter it was like i don't i don't want to say that it's like white people want to think that they're all better than this person but i also think that is partly what that is that like people, nervous laughter
2: yeah i think that people who are comfortable enjoy laughing at dumb poor people mm-hmm. on some level um i find that character scary in his own way i mean he is fueling a lot of the comic relief and i do think that spike lee is pointing out just how truly idiotic these people are mm-hmm. that these are their firmly held beliefs i mean just how ridiculous and stupid and i mean that that hate doesn't actually make sense mm-hmm. It's it's arbitrary. It's a grievance tied to something else, probably. Um, and yet, to these, it doesn't really matter. Like if they actually like if the hate isn't something they're born with, they're right. acting on it, so it doesn't matter. Correct. And that's sort of what I get from that character. It's like it, you know he 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 has half of a brain. He's yeah? not
0: smart enough to know if he really no, believes anything. But of he's this.
2: still carrying a torch and wearing a white hood. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when they all have hoods on, it doesn't matter who's under each one. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's I mean individually they're all evil, but collectively that's aggressive and that
1: scene where or, or
2: you know what I mean by aggressive it, it's a force mm-hmm.
1: yeah that and that reminds me of that scene where like you said when you put the hood on they're all just one blob of hate mm-hmm. is when each that ceremony or whatever yeah. where topher grace takes off all their they David- <laughs> Topher Grace as David Duke takes off all their hoods one by one and you see the faces and it's like they're all just these like it doesn't matter. They look yeah. like they
2: work at the bank. Yeah. I mean, they, they, there could be people on the police force there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also just, about the about the hoods, at the end of the film, one thing that I find um, especially chilling since that's a good word for it it's in the cross-burning scene is that we get these close-ups on several of the, the KKK members' faces and on the one, the guy that you can tell you can tell which one is the Itanya guy mm-hmm. because I, you know, I think maybe his neck is poking out or something. You get close-ups in there. Yeah, and you realize like this guy that you've been laughing at for being a dimwit throughout this whole film, mm-hmm. again, still has a torch in his hand right now and is burning this cross outside of Ron's apartment.
0: Yeah. There and he for sure has taken place in killing someone before. He
2: is the one who's finding the C four. He's the one who is setting the bomb, or you know, is putting the bomb together or or helping assemble pieces of the bomb to Mm -hmm. kill Patrice. Mm -hmm. Which is what a lot of the ending does as well. Is you know we've we've had a good time watching this genre movie. We've had some good laughs. Don't think that we solved anything. Yeah, (laughs) but also don't think that that might. You know what I mean by that. But like also don't think that you just can't expect Spike Lee to send you home on a topic as serious as this, even though he's playing right. with convention without, without reminding you that it's not, as it not only is it still going on, but because there is a white supremacist and right, because there is a white supremacist in the white house, mm-hmm. people are emboldened to organize and act on violence and hatred. And you know, if you want to talk about how this movie is timely, you can talk about how, you know, you, I guess my, my whole thing about calling Black Klansmen timely is it insinuates that it's not always relevant. Uh-huh. And yeah. certainly... When certainly, the text of
0: the movie itself is telling you yeah. this has always been. Correct, it's always correct. been this way. Yeah. Um,
2: and therefore, if it's always been, it would be happening now. Mm-hmm. But, if, but if you do want to make the argument that the, the, the now more than ever of it all, which I would strongly hazard against, but you can say that we did not have a Unite the Right rally right. when Obama was in office, but... I would counter that by saying Unite the Right basically was getting ready yeah. <laughs> during the entire Obama presidency to act like this only is happening because Trump is the president, and just reminding people that it's okay. I mean, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to more violence in the streets, but don't forget about Ferguson. You know, don't forget mm-hmm. about Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's to be totally candid about it. I mean, I do think that the idea that it's now more than ever is just because more white people are getting involved now.
0: Yeah, I do too.
2: And so that's frustrating. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sort of talking a bunch of different things at once, but um, I'll just end it there. I think I've made my point. There's that scene where Ron's talking to, I forget who he's talking to, someone on the
1: force in a hallway and when he says the thing about like, when David Duke's like, he's changed his title, he's getting, he's getting ready for the next step to run for office and yeah. Ron's like, we would, they would never elect someone like that. Are you crazy? And it's like, any the other guy says like, wake up. Yeah, yeah. I love that
2: moment. And it's also something that only a filmmaker like Spike Lee can get away with. In the hands of a lesser filmmaker, it mm-hmm. wouldn't work. Yeah. But also because Spike, Spike Spike knows that he's smart. Spike knows that he's a great filmmaker. Therefore, he knows he can get away with like, winking at the audience. Yes. Like and it that. Was, yeah. but, then chas- but then by chasing, But then by chasing it with wake up, again, it's that thing of you're laughing at the white supremacist until yeah. the next moment when you realize that he's holding a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that, I actually think that interaction is, is, uh, is an important one. In, in yeah. One movie. Um, the, what were you going to say? Oh, I just thought maybe we could talk about David Duke a little bit.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And I want to talk about the Trump of it all. Th- no, I, and I want to talk
2: about p- David Duke specifically and the Trump of it all. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, I've seen a lot of criticism with regard to how heavy handed this is about the Trump administration from a lot of white dudes in particular, and uh, what bothers me is they call out the the fictional David Duke here. Fictionalized David Duke says, make America He literally says, make America great again. Mm-hmm. And there's um, there's a lot of America first stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people say that that's too on the nose. And I want to <laughs> know where they think the slogans came from.
2: How Do can, they think... How, how, how can you... How can you say that? Do then, they think
0: Donald <laughs> Trump made that up? Right. Do they not realize this, it no, came from white supremacy? Yes, right. of course. And I How just, they, it just, oh I,
2: it just upset. When Nixon runs as a law and order candidate, mm-hmm. great detail, by the way, the Nixon now more than ever posters. Oh yeah. yeah. Meeting. Clocked those. Nixon is running on a law and order campaign because he knows it will pull out, not just white supremacists, but scared white people mm-hmm. who are trying to maintain a status quo of white supremacy. Mm-hmm even if they're in favor of civil rights in theory, right. right? So Trump, I mean, and Trump pulls law and order from Nixon, like all every slogan that Trump has that he's not just like shitting out on the toilet on mm-hmm. Twitter at three in the morning. It is all sourced from decades of Republican politics, mm-hmm. dog whistling and white supremacy, uh, white supremacist slogans, mm-hmm. and sloganeering. Um, I, I just, I hate that so much Because basically what people I mean, I don't want to put words in someone else's mouth, so I'll I'll forget what I was going to say. And I'll just say, like, when we end the film with and I'm getting it very Amy Taubin, like when we end the movie with footage of real people yelling, Jews will not replace us. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that the film directly quoted President Trump's slogan when these people are directly parroting President Trump's ethos Mm -hmm. in Charlottesville. So to to watch that footage and, and killed the, and, someone in that and killed Heather Heyer. you can't you can't say that that footage matters. And then Spike Lee's being a little too on the nose mm-hmm. when he does it, it's all tied into the same thing. It it it, it baffles me. Yeah. And and what's ironic That's, what I what's yeah. ironic about it is it's you know, and I guess I'm just generalizing now. Like I it's it is it is it is young white film bros who are trying to exhibit some sort of like detached academic quality, and yet. They are picking apart a movie that is also taking a very academic approach to these issues by putting them in context and lineage, not just in a film history, but in a bit of political sloganeering. Yeah, both of which bolster white supremacy. I have said. To so other it's just people, a really silly argument to make in the first place because you're actually undercutting. Do you was what I'm saying making sense? Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, I've said other people. I haven't had do you two yet because when I started saying this, you two hadn't seen it, but. I was talking to other people and then I was like, I'll save it for the mic so I can be a dick, is that a lot of the people that I've seen say it's too unsubtle and such. I feel like if it was a Jean-Luc Godard essay video about like the history of American film as it relates to racism, Mm -hmm. they would be like, oh... This is amazing. If it was uh, if it was a
2: If it was like a Matt Zeller-Sites video essay.
0: Yes, and I'm just like because it is couched in a populist genre and that I mean I'm going again I'm going to pull the Amy Taubman thing of just like he's a black man who made the movie.
2: Well, hold on now because I mean Hold on with that, because there's the moment in Bamboozled when, the, so the minstrel show is on the air, and the PR rep comes in, who I think is, the, is, um, is in A Serious Man, I think that she is oh, really? Michael I've only seen that once. Serious Man. Oh, it's so good. So I don't remember. When she is running through a case, this is our PR strategy for when we yeah. inevitably get attacked. And one mm-hmm. of the points is, you're a black man, you can't make something racist. So I actually don't agree with that point. And I don't think that Spike Lee Wait, how does that point. Saying saying to Damon Wayans character, you yeah. created the menstrual show. It can't be racist. Yeah,
1: she's like that's the
2: the biggest defense they have for this. Is like no, you but can't I, be racist. I don't. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is that even though I I, I agree with what you're I, saying in theory, I don't think you can say that because Spike Lee did it. It's absolute. I mean, I've read several black critics. No, that's not what I'm don't saying. Like the film, and do and do find it to be a little too heavy handed. Mm-hmm. So I I just wanted. I'm saying that more for me than, than correcting you just on that point specifically. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to paint with such a white brush here. I have read critics of color who do think the film is a little simplistic sure. and heavy handed. Um But I I don't know. I I I'm just bringing that up because it's he directly calls out the point that just because a black creative makes something doesn't mean that it can't be racist. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I don't have anything
2: else. Well then I'll I'll say and then maybe we can pivot to video. Um by which I mean anything else. But uh I think that this movie is and I think I, I said this to Ben before we got on the microphone, but this movie and also Malcolm X and also Bamboozled and um, you know plenty of other Spike films. But I think of the ones we've watched and do the, actually do maybe just everything that we're talking about today. But the film is 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 giving you a window into these mechanisms of white supremacy that allow black people to thrive while still doing the work for a white person mm-hmm. to to eventually whether or not they're going to directly. Fi- they're not going to whether or not they're going to directly benefit financially from that person. They might indirectly, right. but um, which brings up the idea of the Uncle Tom of it all. I mean, it brings up a lot of different things, but, but, spe- but specifically, on, like the Uncle Tom of it all, I thought it was a very funny detail, and I thought it was totally um, intentional. But when Ron is giving his phone number to the KKK over the phone, a black man who, even though he's doing it, sort of. In disguise, it's it's a black man who is trying to join the KKK when he gives his phone number. Uh, the last four digits are 999 and then something else, which knowing Spike Lee and knowing how much he operates in the iconography of America and the political history of America, that's a Herman Cain reference.
0: Oh, I didn't think about that. I'm Probably. positive of it. Yeah. I'm
2: positive of it. That makes sense. Yeah. I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that.
1: Can we talk about
2: the Adam Driver character. Sure.
1: Just quickly. Just flipply. Just flipply. I like that he, his arc is sort of realizing that his identity is also under attack. Mm -hmm. Um, And how Ron clues him into that. He's like, they're talking about killing Jews too. Yeah. In the and room how, to your face, yeah. And how uh, Flip has just not reckoned with the fact that he has an identity that can also be oppressed.
2: I think the movie is playing with the idea of passing quite a bit, and, yes. and comically, the yes. idea that Ron is passing as a white man, mm-hmm. but that Flip is passing as a wasp. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. says that after the more time he spends there, and I can't remember what the exact line is, but he says like, "Before this, I never thought about my identity, and now it's all I'm thinking about when I'm in the, when I'm in the rooms of <laughs> right. these people." Right, made and me- it's yeah, made you what? Oh, it just made me think about how for a long time I passed as straight like yeah like in a big way I mean I'm Mm -hmm. wearing a fucking tie-dye t-shirt right Mm -hmm. now like I still pass as straight but I not that I make any sort of conscious effort to like be more femme but I do make a conscious effort not to bite my tongue yeah because because I do think that you have a responsibility especially if you're someone who will pass Uh, to to actually stand in line with your brothers and sisters and Mm -hmm. I think it's why the academy is gonna notice Oh, it's it, it, it's it's the perfect like liberal academy patting yourself on the back like. to... Well, I would do there's, that too. There's
1: yeah. His his performance is dual layered. It's like a performance within a performance because mm-hmm. the character's code switching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you see Adam Driver play Flip being in the Ku Klux Klan, you could rem- you his performance is so. Believable that like you could just remove his layer of being a cop and you could believe that he is actually the Ku Klux Klan member. Like right. Adam Driver's like that good. Mm-hmm. Right. At like layering it. Yes. So I feel like they're gonna throw they gave, a nomination They gave Matt
2: him. Dillon the nomination for Crash because he played a racist cop. I mean, it's also important right. to remember that for all the jokes we make about like the new Academy, the changing Academy, isn't it like a th- I wish I had the exact number in front of me, and and so I guess I won't even make it. I won't even hazard a guess because I'll be embarrassed if I get it wrong, and someone will wag their finger at their iPhone. But it's not a, it's not a negligible amount of new members in this academy who are young, yeah, who are women, who are people of color, who are all three, who are foreign, who are all four. Like it, it's a, it's it's a new academy, and you know as glib as we can be about that, and and it's fun to joke about you know the new academy, yeah. but. I think that Black Klansmen might have a better chance of being recognized on that level, but also, oh, but yeah. but also, I do think that Black Klansmen will appeal to most older voters of the Academy as well. I think so. I mean, this is. I think the fact is is the that first it is big
0: Oscar movie of the not year, not subtle, helps it at the Oscars with the old guard, right? Oh yeah, you like, know? they're like they went ape shit for three billboards. This is going to get a best <laughs> right. picture Which nomination. Is this is also unsettled, but is morally reprehensible, right? Wait, which what is? It? Three billboards. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I
2: also think that the academy realizes that they haven't really done right by Spike Lee. Right. I was just going to say that. It, I think I think this that is them feel...
1: making up for ignoring him for decades. I feel
2: like
0: the way, I mean, it seems inevitable now that Jordan Peele was going to win best original screenplay, it we I think it if it it
2: is inevitable that Spike Lee wins best adapted screenplay, especially because I think I feel like if Beale Street could talk is going to be a contender for an <gasps> adapted, which I finally saw the trailer for. Okay, did you get it on the big screen for the first time too? No. Um. I don't know. I you're no. I, I understand what you're saying. It's I just I, sp- I understand it's what you're saying. Spike Lee, and
0: whenever they like a director, they give them a writing I know. Oscar. Yeah, I think that's right. So
2: I think I do think that that is of sound body and mind. Yeah, and I mean logic. it's
1: it's it'll get many nominations. I think. Well, so. I don't know if
2: it's going to get many nominations. I think it'll get a costume nomination, adapted screenplay, picture, supporting actor, director. I think it'll get director. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Maybe. I mean, have you seen the fall movie announcements? The full. Oh, the fall movie announcements. Okay. No, I, I see what you mean. But it just feels like such a light year. I. I. I know. I get that, and, and th- that's why I think Tony Collette gets in for Hereditary. And I'm trying to have it both ways because there are some things that I do feel like are sure things. Or I'm sorry, not sure things, but strong possibilities. But I just am always. It's only August. You but know? yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's, it's not even stupid. Toronto. You have to talk about it now. But at I'd... this
0: point, I probably would have seen iTanya and been like, that's nothing. You know what I mean? Right, right. My, but but who's yeah, you, to you say. You don't
2: know what's going to break. Yeah. It just who's seems when I look say. at
0: the fall movie, line, the festival lineups, yeah. I'm like, the only good things are foreign. Not
2: only, but, like, predominantly. the Denis, the Asayas. Mm -hmm. And then,
0: so it's like, oh, so then there are these four movies that are possible Oscar contenders. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it
2: feels feels light right now. We'll see what plays Telluride. Yeah. We'll see what plays Telluride. And we'll see
1: what are, like, the late December ads. But I think in a very broad brushstroke generalization, this is the first Theatrically released Oscar, awesome. like big time yes. major award Oscar contender. And
0: I'm also still gonna stand by. He wins adapted screenplay. Yeah, Any think, other Oscar prognosticating? I'm I'll hedge on, but yeah. not that. I just it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah. So and they're gonna
0: have Quentin presented, oh and God. they won't realize that's a mistake.
2: Oh, they won't <laughs> do that. Oops, they won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I love in bamboozle the Michael Rapaport character being like, yeah, that that Spike Lee guy doesn't get it. Quentin Tarantino knows, like, white guys can say the Mm -hmm. N-word. It doesn't mean anything it means. that moment? Yeah. I love
1: a meta joke. Oh, yeah.
2: There's so many meta jokes in Bamboozled. There's the moment where, um, where Damon Wayans wins his Emmy and then does what Ving Rhames did to Jack Lemmon at the Golden Globes. Oh, I didn't know that, that was a thing. he oh, he like gives it gives to, it he gives he offers the award. it. Yeah, just to Matthew Modine. Yeah. I had of no idea people. that I, was a real moment. Thing, he's Matt Dillon. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, that's for real.
0: Oh my god, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, but l-
2: while we're talking about Oscar, um because I think we can transition or I'm going to try and make a transition even though I'm not in charge. But if Spike Lee gets a Best Director nomination for Black Clans, and it will be his first Best Director nomination, yeah, well. which is wild. Yeah, truly and wild. And Malcolm X comes out the same year that Unforgiven wins Best Picture. And Unforgiven is a revisionist Western, just like Malcolm X is a bit of a revisionist biopic when it comes to how it tackles a figure's life, less of a hagiography and more of a spiritual journey mm-hmm. and uh, an evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and how... You know, that's not all that surprising ultimately that the Academy went for the, uh, the Clint Eastwood yeah. directing a Western that embraces the violence and the tragedy and the misogyny of the time rather than looking at Malcolm X and saying, like, that not only does this, like, tell the story of America, but it tells this one man's story in a way that, that James Baldwin wrote mm-hmm. in a way that no other... I mean, the Malcolm X movie... I, I just... I don't know. It's, this is such a... This is a straw man because I don't have any other Malcolm X movies to point to. But I right. just feel like most people wouldn't spend an hour and 15 minutes on the first chunk. Yes. Before he even goes to prison right. and discovers Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it is all about a man's spiritual growth. Yeah. It's such a brilliant it, movie. It starts as a Fellini movie is what mm-hmm. I really admired by the beginning of that. It, it's broad. It's comic. But, yeah. It's I see it. It's, there's big colors, the larger-than-life aspects. I <laughs> love... Denzel and Spike snapping. Oh, oh yeah. That's
1: that's what street. I mean. Yes. Breaking reality in a way that so still good. feels organic to the uh, scene in the setting. It's magic. Um was and Angela Bassett really not nominated for this? That's no. That's correct.
0: What the fuck? Wasn't Denzel the only nomination? Yes.
1: It got like one
2: others for like a craft. I think I got a craft nomination too. <laughs> that's right. But I I read on the IMDb <laughs> today that Denzel is the longest nominated actor and f- for best actor and that he has over two hours of screen time. Oh, oh that's, that's a fun detail. That's wild. I love a
3: fun it's detail. Like two, yeah.
1: um, Denzel and costume design. Oh, sure.
2: That's a good nomination. Honestly, it is. Well, yeah, it's just like it, it should have, have gotten seven. Others, more, no, right? no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I would have nominated the prophet Elijah Muhammad, mm-hmm. whose name I don't remember at the moment. Uh, I would have nominated. Obviously would have nominated Angela Bassett. Also would have nominated Angela Bassett for Chirac. Angela Bassett I forgot.
0: When I was rewatching it, I forgot she was in it. Oh, she's insane in that movie. I love it. She screams.
2: Paris and Angela Bassett both should have been nominated. Yes. And she yells at that man in her
1: garden. In
0: her garden.
1: Leave. What does she say? I don't know. Get away from me. Get away from me, you bitch.
0: It comes back to... The Do the Right Thing Oscars of the, This Is the Year the Driving Mustaze wins, which is not a movie I've seen. So I don't Maybe it's great. Neither have
2: I, but you don't have to see but it when it comes to I have to an idea of what this, it is. Talking about race relations in America. <laughs> and, uh, I saw I when I did speech and debate in high school, you know, and won several awards while oh, doing saw. it. But there was this one. Group and actually, I was friends with both of the both of the kids, really, who did it. They went to a different school. They did a Driving Miss Daisy as a duo interpretation, and they did a great job doing it. Mm-hmm. But I've always felt like I saw that movie because I saw their eight minute cut nice. of the film, and I don't think it's a. Be- I don't think it's as nuanced as a trash can through the window. Nice. <laughs> um, it's I, I
0: beat words. It <laughs> is.
1: How how are we on time? <laughs> how are we on time? We
3: could we could we could we could, we could, we could, we
1: could wrap you know. it up. Where are we? We're at one twenty two. We could slow our roll and wrap here.
2: It up here. Oh no no, no. We, I mean no. That means we can actually talk a little bit, but not talk a lot here. Exactly. Here, I want to talk about Malcolm here. X a little bit more. I want to talk about bamboozled. I want to talk about do the
0: right thing. The question of whether Mookie does or does not do the right thing haunts me. In that, people always ask the question, and I don't know how you can ask the question.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, is it bad that I feel very certain <laughs> about if he did the right thing? And I just, I, it's, it's, it's
0: not, it, even if you disagree, you have to understand why he did And I just love, I, li- I read Roger Ebert's great re- movie. i say not his actual review, uh-huh. which was a four-star review. Yeah. But his great movies essay from years later is all about the whole point of the movie is not for you to ask whether or not he did the right thing. And I totally agree with that. And then all of the comments online are people parsing out white people parsing out whether or not he did the right thing and talking oh, about the destruction God. of private property and talking about
2: radio. Rakeem died.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry that the pizzeria caught on fire. Yeah.
2: Are you kidding me? Oh, Jesus. Also did you-
0: Danny Aiello got an Oscar nomination for this movie, and he's yeah. the only acting nomination yeah. that... deserved. it. Yes but, yes, but the only yes, one. Yes, correct. And it just... White people. This question haunts me. Why are we asking it?
2: Well, it goes back to something that I bungled on a previous episode, which is about how white people approach the idea of black people rioting in America. Uh, when, when... Oh... Uh, Well, sorry, sorry, now I'm thinking about, I was going to say Rodney King, which made me think of Malcolm X, Ferguson. Um, Why don't you ask, instead of assuming that Mookie throws a trash can through the window for no discernible reason, but that he's trying to make things ugly, Yeah, which is what I think a lot of people think about that moment. A lot of white people think about that moment. Why are you why are you not even trying for a second to consider why someone would do something that's on its face is as literally destructive as this? What leads a person to do this? And I actually think with like my interpretation is always that, and and it lines up with um, I think president Obama's interpretation of it, which is that by throwing the trash can in, he's actually preventing a lot of further destruction and violence. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it it really makes me very sad and mm-hmm. uh i you know i grew up in an environment like hearing um you know invective about that sort of stuff yeah. and it it's just troubling to me about what happened what happened in this it's episode. just a movie that i've seen not in my family i should say probably
0: i've probably seen this movie upwards of 30 times and it is one of the movies that i feel like taught me what a movie can do and what a movie can be about and what you can do in conversation with the history of cinema and how all of these things can exist and how you can show the lives of people that are considered outside of the mainstream. And I just, I don't know how people can watch this movie and just be like, that's not how I would have handled that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's your takeaway. Like,
0: I don't feel like that's not my balance. I just, I mean, it goes back to us being, we're not leaders. We, <laughs> we are too empathetic to care about ourselves. But I just, I watched this movie over and over. And when I was a senior in high school specifically, and I don't I it just I just feel for every character all of them and what they're going and it's the most devastating movie I've ever seen maybe not literally but it is one of them and it I don't I'm just rambling because I've I had an extra shot in my cocktail tonight. No, good. Thank, cause By I all was, means.
1: Because I was like, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> I just Take feel like mic. a boob because I hadn't seen Do the Right Thing since college. Mm. And I watched it in my film studies class. And I told Ben this off the mic. But when, um, when the movie started like five seconds in, I remembered why we had watched it in film class. And I just had During the,
2: the Rosie Perez fight the power moment. Well th- that was mentioned but the but the
1: main reason was and I'll I'll quote my professor at the time canted angles create tension. Oh my.
0: I mean God. <laughs> every sure every every <laughs> shot wow. is a dutch angle. Yes. yes. Correct. Yes.
3: But
2: like <laughs> Which works well? It works in the film's favor. So much of this film is just stirring up this potential energy on this hot day that leads up to you know this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. In, in but, it's like and to it. but it's also like, you know, watch fucking M. Or not yeah. M. No, no, no. Watch like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari like or to something. Use, like, like, I mean, yes, the craft
1: a, is impeccable in the filmmaking and like yeah. the techniques, but like, there's more to it. Yeah. Right. There's more here. Yeah. That's film professor, the, that's not the one thing you should talk that's about. That's the last thing I would say. And it was like, it was like the reason we watched it. And I remember watching it, and I was like, this is like, wait, there's more going on than just candid angles. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, <laughs> you like write an essay, and, and he's like, also to boil B- down my life experience,
0: <laughs> I think that this movie is why I'm a socialist. I love uh, that. because I've, I literally. Couldn't stop watching it as a teen. Like there's mm. no way that this movie didn't have an impact on the
1: way I view the world. And I think yeah. about that a lot, especially a high school senior rewatching it over and over, over
0: and over. I couldn't stop. It was one of the few criterions I had at that age. Mm. Mm. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. I just couldn't stop.
2: I wish they reissued that on Criterion. I, I think so. I think
0: they should. Maybe they will after Black Clansman. Mm-hmm. and now it's like a good money thing.
1: How did Get that cash. what day is it? It's Tuesday. What planet am I on? The how, did, how did it do at the box office? I have no idea. I didn't even look. Do the right thing or Black Klansmen? Black Klansmen. Well, why don't I just quickly take a look? Pull it, it up, up and let's talk about... I have the internet in front of me. I what? know the beg. The beg? The beg? The <laughs> Meg? The Meg, the meg Unseated me? Mission Impossible. Is it the number one movie? Number one movie of the weekend, The Meg.
2: No people fucking love sharks. Way. They love shark. I heard movies. the meg was underwhelming.
1: Black Klansman number five. Yeah, but how much though? Oh. Um, Give me a number. Oh, why is it only giving me I don't know how to read this. Go Can to you, box office off? mojo. Oh, I yeah. you are are but you the not? number looks funny to me. Why are you not? Oh my god. I know I'm on the wrong chart. Please hold oh for looking my up the god. stats.
0: <laughs> it made twelve million domestic That's good. That is great. On a $15 million budget.
2: Oh, that movie's going to be a big hit. Good.
0: It's going to be a hit. It's going to be in theaters for months.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And then I'll probably get a re-release. I asked
0: my mom, has she seen commercials for it? Because it's Sacramento. And she said, no, but she knows about it. But she was like, no, they haven't been playing commercials. So I think that's really interesting and very telling. And I hope that she takes it to her congressman. I want my mom to run for Congress against the, the sitting Republican. Because- On a platform
2: of more ads for Black Klansmen. Yes. And oh, I my God. Th- would Vicky
1: run or is this a joke?
0: Vicky has always, she told, she told my sister Vic. recently, Vicky Ooh, has always the slogan wanted <laughs> to be an activist, but she was always too afraid. And my sister
1: was like, well, you're retired now. Like, what have you got to lose? Well, ask her how she writes her E and if it's the mm. leader way, then she has to do it. Good question. You're right.
0: But maybe if she's, if it's not the leader way, then it means that she thinks about everyone. So it's a win-win. It is. Vicky
1: should run. Pick you can Vic. really,
0: that, that psychological test can be framed whatever way you
1: want. I mean, we're amazing for being full of empathy. The E is for empathy. And we're creators. We are creatives. Yeah. We want
2: people to see what we see. So we present the E. Is it possible to do both at the same time? Because I feel like Jean Dielman might, you know, she's obviously a leader in her own life. But she is following some sort of architecture of responsibility Mm -hmm. that keeps her day going. Wow. Just, you know, something to chew on. Wow. With your baked potato, wow! <laughs> I'm gonna with chew your, up. with your boiled potato. Oh, ben, God. can
1: you do the business, Kim, one more time? It could, it brings me joy. <laughs> I'm gonna picture John DeLorean doing it to her I son. Just, I have to, right? Hold on, I have to center.
0: Maybe if you had a fucking business that you were passionate about, <laughs> then maybe you would have a fucking business, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
1: was the Chloe doing the second hair. part is
0: then maybe you would know what it's like to oh, have fucking I got it wrong but it's okay I got the you feeling sold right it. you I got sold the it. feeling right and that's what you really got the interactions in yeah. that you were passionate about <laughs>
1: <laughs> was this yeah. on the most recent episode or something I don't I think it was in a promo Oh, have you also seen the clip of Chloe and I don't know one of the other ones, Courtney or someone, being like, "Do you hear her crying? Oh my gosh, she's crying." And then all the memes following that. I haven't. Like, I've been I'm overloaded shaking my head, with no. just There's the there's another business. one. It's like Beyoncé and Rihanna talking about Sia in the basement writing their songs. "Do you hear her crying?" <laughs> oh. That's, <laughs> that's funny. So dark. That good. I that's love good. that. Well, are we done? You. Yeah, we're done. Goodbye.
0: This has been Movies IMO. This has been three white men talking about Spike Lee for
2: 97 (laughs) minutes. Yes, it has. Um, I I would say, you know, take our perspectives with a grain of salt, but I assume at this point you already have.
0: But you know what? (laughs) This is... We... I'm trying to use the phrase, the the ingenuity of white women again. (laughs) The ingenuity of white (laughs) gays. Okay, so we got it right. Oh God, we we just we got it all right. Okay.
3: Ooh, ooh. Uh, ooh.
0: Where's the ASMR girl <laughs> with her can?
3: <laughs>
0: God. Oh, I love the one where
1: she's eating chocolate. Oh, I've that, only seen the one. Where is she's that, that the one where drink. the 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 quote beneath it is Robin watching over there, dancing I in the that corner, one. and she's yes. just
0: eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's someone. There's one where she's eating a like Taco Bell too. Oh yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at moviesimo. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher. On Google Play, you can... Not
1: Spotify.
2: You can
0: write us a review and write say, review. what's your favorite Spike Lee movie? Hey,
2: let us know what's your favorite Spike Lee movie.
0: <laughs> let us know.
1: I'm gonna die.
0: <laughs> well, your favorite... Connie moment was because this is how she talks. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> I'm
2: making a weird face. I don't, I don't like know if I like idea. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do. Connie fucking sucks. Who's your favorite Denzel Washington son? Who's an actor
1: <laughs> who was in a wide release movie this past Friday?
2: He was in. By the way, he was in Malcolm X and Black Klansman. I found out. Oh, he well, was in Malcolm X too. Like a kid in Malcolm X. Oh, how oh. great! Hell yeah! How
0: fun! Oh, yeah! Keep
2: it in the family. He's gonna oh. be a big
1: star, baby. Big star. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that again, just like that? He's gonna be a big star, baby.
2: No, no, no. You said big star, baby. Big star. <laughs> yes. Do it again. It's it was a once in a lifetime. It event. was
0: very <laughs> like a Cohen studio head character. <laughs> oh my god!
1: Is he the one? Uh, what You got
0: a bunch were? of spies? Yes, that one. You got a bridge. Got a lot of spies on it. Yes, that one. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so tired. Good night. And we didn't even start
2: late. No, it's actually quite early yet. No, I'm I'm like I I, I did not come today with oh, the 6 p.m. energy. There was a weird pause. pause. <laughs> Are you
1: <laughs> I didn't come today? No, no. I heard Well, I didn't come today here to do this thing oh
2: i'm not even paying attention to the double on <laughs> i'm entering Brandon, delirious zone Brandon, my I, name is Brandon, ben i'm just trying
1: to give you a load
2: <laughs> of things to think about like the
0: mom on vacation video
2: i did a load <laughs> <laughs> i'm on vacation i'm not i'm not doing laundry it's six or five a.m wake up Shh, they're
1: still no sleeping.
0: Your cousins sleep. Your cousins
1: Can we sleeping. plug? What's her name? Allison something. She does Alice. the mom on vacation. Mom in the car. Limper, Look her up. Alyssa. Alyssa Lipothica. Limpero?
0: Limperous Sorry, we didn't. Amethyst? We didn't prepare for this. Amethyst. She does the mom videos. You may like them on the internet. My name is Ben Embry. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes.
2: I'm Daniel Crook. I'm on the internet at Daniel Crook with three O's. And we didn't even talk even. A little bit, even about what an adept juggler Spike Lee is of tones and know, textures and styles, and we haven't even scratched the surface. We truly haven't, so that'll that'll be something to dig into next In part time. three of this episode. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at bk kirby.
0: Brandon, what are we talking about next week? <gasps> Drumroll,
1: please. We're talking about. Joseph- That's basically
0: the score of the trailer.
1: <gasps> oh, right. Um, Josephine Decker's... Decker, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, new film, latest film. Um, Madeline's Madeline. And it's... Quite a is tree. it
0: Madeline? Can we...
2: I think it's... Just I mean, because... It's, it's Madeline.
0: My natural inclination is to say Madeline...
2: All that matters is that inside she's tall. Okay? So
0: I think we need a party line on this. When we all see this movie again in the next week and a half.
2: Is Madeline even a character in the movie? You've seen it not she, she the, the lead? She's the titular. I, have no way, I don't know anything
0: about I think she's the Great. I do believe it is the girl.
1: I, I, I also believe it's pronounced Madeline.
0: Yeah, when we watch the movie, we'll make a point of it. And Mad-d-line. I'll
2: bring a plate of Madelines. Oh, to eat on the mic.
1: I love Proust. Yeah, because it's. Oh my god. Ooh, the meta score went down. <laughs> Who didn't like it? I'm coming to your house. It better not be
2: Mick <laughs> fucking LaSalle, I'll tell you that much. Mick LaSalle out didn't
1: like this movie. I'm flying to Sam Fran and kicking
2: your door in. <laughs> I'm mean, going to like Godzilla, the Golden Gate Bridge.
1: Yes. Helena Howard plays the titular Madeline, and I'm sticking to my guns. It's Madeline until I see it this Friday, and she pronounced it Madeline. And then You've I... already
2: seen it. Yeah. I have seen it,
1: but I saw it in January. No, I did not see it in Jane. Did I see it in January?
2: Were you in Park City, too?
1: I saw it in February. They were doing like mini screenings to try to get distribution shortly mm. after Sundance. So I saw it many months ago. It's very good zero. Quite many substantial. ago. Can't wait to see it at the New Art, where I saw... Um, Tony Erdman alone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to breeze right past that, and I'm going to put a button on this and say, fight the power. (laughs) Bye-bye. The end.
0: The winner is Jane Fonda.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much.